When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Just got a little note from a member of my family. I can't say who it is, but you might know. They said, I almost said she said, they said, yes, that five-hour energy is really going to hurt after you cut out 13 of the 14 Diet Pepsis you had every day. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. I did go after it. I got to be honest with you. So that uh, she guarantees that I'll sleep much better without all that caffeine coursing through my system. Yeah, well, because it stays in your system probably a lot longer than you would anticipate. Probably, And then when it's that much caffeine, even cutting it in half, you'll probably feel a big difference. Well, I cut it in 14ths. Yeah. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. What are you going to do? Right? Right. Whatever. Good for me. We got, uh, my God, it's already 9 o'clock. It's already 9. That hour went by, it flew by. Just one guy saying, suck it, and that hour just burned. It was unbelievable. Time flies when you're laughing at Chris Eggert. (laughs) Eggert's about as good as it gets, don't you think? Yeah, it's always nice to see news personalities off their normal set and kind of just be themselves rather than the... It's true. I'm not going to do the weather, but I am going to do the highs for this week because they're pretty amazing when you're talking about the second... Tomorrow starts the second week in November... Today, 46. Tomorrow, 54. Thursday, uh, 45. Friday, 42. On Veterans Day, Saturday, a high of 43. Sunday, a high of 50. Monday, a high of 53. That's pretty amazing. That's not bad. No, for this time of year, you might as well be 80 and sunny for what we're normally getting. I agree with you. But you know they're going to bitch on the national news. Global warming. It's always global warming until it's not. (laughs) Once it's cold, then all of a sudden that all goes away until you get your record highs in the winter or in the summer. And I'll tell you again, all of of us here in America will stop using all the stuff you want to stop using as soon as you convince the people in the Eastern Hemisphere to stop it because there are 7 billion people living over there. So, yeah. you know. Do you think over there they blame themselves for global warming as no, well? No, or they just do not. everybody blames America? Oh, yeah. But America's to blame for everything. Yeah. You know, except for success. We don't get any of that. Right. But what the hell. Um, I think we talked about this briefly yesterday, but have you guys le- heard that new Beatles song yet? No, I no, I've heard of snippets of it, but I didn't actually take the time to listen to the whole thing. Why not, you turncoat? Yeah. What do you mean, ah? It's my favorite band when I was 11 years old, you pill. Yeah, they're great. They're just not for me. 
and the chicken tastes like wood. Is that what you like? Is that the plan? This coming from the people that sang about living in a yellow submarine? We all... (laughs) Well, you might be right about that particular tune, but I never did understand that one myself. Like, why did you release that? And Well, it's because Ringo sang it. Do you know that's why they did that? Oh, okay. Is that just his one song they gave him to sing? Right. Well, Octopus's like the, Garden. That's like another okay, barn there, burner. Yeah. It's like the old Family Guy <laughs> clip where it's like, you know, I'd, I'd, it's uh, you're being generous. And it's like it's like the Beatles when Wink, Ringo would write a song. And they're like, hey, guys, I wrote a song. He's like, I'm going to put this on the fridge, Ringo. We're, <laughs> we're really proud of you, man. <laughs> Ringo's such a nice guy. Oh, yeah, there you go. Perry Lansing, happy birthday. Thank you, Perry. I keep getting the messages, ladies and gentlemen. You people have always been very, very... Obviously, you know, I suppose you can't really have a 53-year career on, on the air and podcasting unless people are nice. No. Somebody's got to like you if you're <laughs> Somebody does. able to do it that long. It's just not other radio people. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that's probably about right, because you're their competitor, so... People mostly are. Well, no, I went the ones. I met the ones I worked with. <laughs> oh yeah, that's well, yeah, that too. That's, some of them probably looked at you as their direct competitor anyway, even yeah, though they, they were on the show. Probably did. Uh, what are you gonna do? What the hell? It all works out in the end, right? <laughs> right. You know what I'm talking about. Any other big uh, headlines that uh, that I've missed so far? I don't, I'm kind of looking through it, see what the deal is. Again, Judge Harry Crump, tip of the cap to you, sir. You saved my Minnesota Twins, and I'll never forget you. It's a wonderful thing, don't you think? Yeah, not too many news stories as far as major headlines, but there are some that are, look interesting in your Tom's news stories. Yeah, Tevin and I combed through the oh, here we the, go the garbage disposal of headlines for the day, and <laughs> I don't think they should fire Brittany as a, a news story. Why? Who, which one he put that on here? Ooh, oh, uh, that was supposed to be a text message. <laughs> 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 that's my yeah, that's my yeah. dad. <laughs> you know what I love about Brittany now? Because she's got a little baby, which uh-huh. is a tough job. She has mm-hmm. to get up early. You could always tell when she hasn't slept because she sits like this the entire show. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you like, can see her nod off a little bit, too. <laughs> the, yep. there, there are moments where, if it's especially if it's a phone guest, where she's like, I'm going to take this opportunity to just take a nap with my eyes yep. open because oh, yeah. Gogo was probably up crying all night. It's got to be tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, do redheads, did you put this in here because of Catherine? Uh, no, I did not. Do redheads That's experience AJ. pain differently? So, so you put it in here. I was unaware that Catherine was a redhead. <clears throat> well, she's kind of a blondish redhead. You're right. It's, gotcha. She doesn't have that bright red hair. It's she's like got, that strawberry blonde type. Yeah, thing, strawberry right? blonde yeah, more sure, than redhead. Sure. Yeah, you're right about that. That's her natural hair color anyway. Uh, do redheads experience pain differently than others? Do you think they do? Because, you know, AJ knows you and I don't know. Uh, I don't. I would assume this article is going to say they do, but I would be curious as to their reasoning behind why. We're going to find out right now. Let's, let's do it. Redheads are said to experience pain differently than other people and require higher doses of pain medications depending on drugs used. Why is that? Do you have any reason why it would be? It has, has to do, obviously, something with their skin sensitivity. Mm-hmm. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with their, their hair color, but it has to do with their skin sensitivity. What? what why is that different in redheads? Do you know? I would say probably a, more so a lack of what's it, melatonin in the skin, right? Is that what it is? Not melatonin. Not melatonin. melatonin. There you we go. Melatonin, melatonin, melatonin helps you go to sleep. sleep. Yeah. There you Man, go. Tomato, tomato, melanin in the you skin. You know what? That's why I haven't been able to sleep. I've been eating. Uh, You've been eating melanin. Melanin. And stuff. <laughs> 
a handful of melanin every night. Damn it. Some watermelon in, some musk melanin. Yeah. All right. You may have heard that from the dental chair to the labor and delivery room. Things hurt worse for redheads, but do redheads really experience pain differently than other people? Anecdotal reports from anesthesiologists and various animal and human studies suggest that having red hair is associated with an altered sensitivity to both pain itself and to pain-relieving medications, according to a 2023 review in the journal Anesthesiology and Perioperative Science. However, the details of how redheads' pain experience differs remain somewhat fuzzy, partially because of past studies that have all investigated different forms of pain. Review co-author Jadeep Pandit, a consultant anesthesiologist at the Oxford University Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust, told Live Science. Is it Live Science, though, isn't it? It's not Live Science. It's Live Science. Live Science, yeah. Yeah. I thought so. Once I said it, Mm -hmm. I should have seen that in a pre-read, except (laughs) for I don't do pre-reads, but other than that... But he, he said I did. Nobody said I should have said Yeah, he's like, I didn't catch that in the pre-read. Yeah. <laughs> Come tomorrow, that'll be on the button bar for us to use every day. Perfect. Oh, thank God. Uh, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of delivered it as an insult, too. Yeah. That was pretty good, yeah. actually. So in any case, uh, studies do suggest that redheads do. They are more sensitive to p- certain types of pain, but not others. One study found redheaded women were more sensitive to temperature-related pain and that the nerve blocker lidocaine was less uh, effective in managing their pain than that of dark-haired women. Another study found that the redheads were less sensitive to pain from electric shocks than other people. I'm going to try that out today. Catherine. Catherine, does this hurt? How about now? How about now? (laughs) How about if I turn her up a notch? What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. She's never mentioned that to me, that she's more sensitive to pain or not. That's never come up. And well, it's not like she would have anything else to compare it to. She That's just true. is That's living. A good point. Yeah. It was always like when people would come up to me as a little kid and be like, Do you feel hotter under the sun than I do? Because you're black. And it's like, I don't know what it feels like to no, be in the sun when I'm white. Like, I don't know. They said, Do you feel hotter under the sun because you're always wearing a jacket? That's what actually they said. He just made up this racial part of it. <laughs> To cause yes. trouble. Yes, I was wearing my hooded sweatshirts <clears throat> in the middle of the summer. Yeah. <laughs> 92 degrees. And yep. It's all true. Um, <laughs> Florida mom says American Airlines put her kid in airport jail. This story's kind of crazy, actually. I would imagine that the headline's crazy. Florida mom says American Airlines misplaced her kids and put them in jail-like room overnight without food or water after their flight got canceled when the boys were traveling alone. God, why would they even think of doing something like that? Do you believe this? That, I don't know. Well, my, I guess I flew, I wasn't a kid, but the first time I traveled alone probably wasn't until I was like 16 yeah. years old or something. Like that. And that was like my mom was still at the airport with me watching me get on the plane. Oh, yeah. And on the phone with my dad, like, you better have somebody there at the airport by the time he gets there. Mm-hmm. Well, where does your dad live? I was flying to Baton Rouge. I think I flew into Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Oh, Baton Rouge. Yep. Okay. There you have it. I like Baton Rouge, by the way. Oh, it's a. I lived there for a summer, and it was the best time of my life. I it's loved great. It. Yeah. yeah, Baton Rouge is a great town. American Airlines officials told Ted the flight was delayed. Apparently, uh, eventually canceled. The airline uh, was forced to cancel. Vensil. It's it's Ted Vensil is the uh, is the kid's name. Oh, here. Let me start from the very top. A Florida mother's filing a lawsuit against American Airlines after she claims the airline lost her two children. They lost her. They didn't lose her two children. 
uh, after putting them in a room overnight that was similar to a jail cell. Well, I have a question. Yeah, fire away. How can it be similar to a jail cell if it doesn't have bars on it? Right. And they didn't, like you said, they didn't lose the kids. No. They, they didn't. just didn't tell the mother where they were. Or they, she talked to an employee that really didn't know where yeah. the kids were. So right. she just was talking to the wrong Ma'am. person. Ma'am, I clean the bathrooms. I don't know where your child is. Right. Yeah. And the, you know, quote unquote jail cell they were in was probably a room like this with some fluorescent lights where they were just like, hey, we got to figure out yeah. what these kids are doing traveling by themselves. Probably like a like a detaining for like when you screen passengers that maybe like are a mm-hmm. flight risk or something. Yeah. Like a room yeah. like that. This yeah. is not a Hilton. This is not a Holiday Inn, miss. There's no bed and a TV and amenities. Like, no. What do you expect? And also the kids were 12 and 10 years old. Mm-hmm. So that raises some suspicion. Like, what is a 10-year-old doing by himself? Let's make sure they're okay before we just shuffle right. them along. So right. I'm, Absolutely. I'm on the side of the air. Well, again, you have to remember, right now. they let those two kids wander around. They're responsible for whatever happened to those kids. Right. So they did the right thing. Right. But she doesn't see it that way. No. Okay. Amber Vensil alleges that her 12- and 10-year-old son were left without food, water, blankets, or pillows after the flight was canceled. The boys, who have only been named as JV and RV, uh, were using American Airlines' un- unaccompanied minor service on July 30th, 2022. They were scheduled to take a flight from Missouri to upstate New York, where Vensil's partner was scheduled to pick them up following a layover in Charlotte, North Carolina. The boys, uh, who have only been named as JV and RV, were using American Airlines' unaccompanied minor service. They were scheduled to take a flight from Missouri to upstate New York, where Vensil's partner was scheduled to pick them up, as we said. Um, the flight was delayed, however, eventually canceled. The airline was forced to call Vensil's partner, who has been identified as Ted. American Airlines officials told Ted, according to the suit, that Vensil's sons would be in a nice room for unaccompanied minors, where there were beds in their own bathroom. Shortly after, American emailed Vensil at 11.40 p.m. on July 30th, telling her, that the kids were scheduled to fly at 5 p.m. the next day, according to Insider. The conflicting information left Vensil with no idea what flight her children would be on. Well, if you look and there's a flight from that town at 5 o'clock, I would assume they'd be on that one since they said she'd be, they'd be on the 5 o'clock flight. Yeah. It sounds <clears throat> like there was a flight that got delayed or canceled, and American Airlines doesn't really have a system, an effective system in place to make sure that every kid that is unaccompanied was taken care of, but also maybe just a little bit of an overprotective mother as well. I would like to know also, is there any proof that this is true, that they didn't have a bed to sleep in or a bathroom? I mean, how do we know they're just, I'm just yeah. making that up? That's the, like, you're going off the word of a, what, a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was in a different room and they just didn't explore. They may be. It's like, hey, you know, the guy that dropped them in is like, all right, guys, I'm gonna, my shift is over here now. I'm no longer your guardian for the night. Right. There's mm-hmm. a bathroom and a bed through that little door right there if you want to go to sleep or whatever. And then he just left. And then they were like, all right, we're just going to sit in this room here now. And not go anywhere. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Were they locked in the room? Because that would make a difference. Because normally if it was, if I'm at an airport, my flight got delayed or canceled, yeah. and I'm hungry, I just walk down to whatever thing, get some food. Pay yeah. an insane pay. amount of money. Right, but, and, right. Yeah. and then you go back to whatever room you're staying in for the, hotel, or for the flight. But maybe the kids just sat there because they didn't know they could leave. You know and what that's I'm going to do? Based on this story, I'm going to shut your door and this door. So when anybody walks into the, this uh office they'll go there aren't any studios in here yes (laughs) 
This is just a room with a water cooler. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's all it is. Yeah. Tom Bernard locked us in the studio. He didn't give us any snacks. There weren't any beds in here. Unbelievable. You know what else happened? <laughs> there it is. A phone number American Airlines provided was no use, and she spent hours unable to get in touch with her children until an employee at Charlotte's Douglas International Airport contact, uh, connected her to one of her kids. The son then rattled off the horrifying details. According, So it's the 10-year-old that's telling him, then you know what else happened? And, and there's a line in here where it goes, the uh, room was akin to a jail cell that was freezing cold, and they were forced to try and sleep on a sofa with the lights on. There is a light switch on the wall that you could flick <laughs> up or down. And they said there were no beds. I've slept on a couch before. That's a bed. Oh, yeah, as a, as a kid, I've slept in many situations that were yeah. not ideal. Floors, sofas, you name it. You know, using the word horrifying for horrifying details mm -hmm. is an indication they're going to sue them. Oh, I think they already did. Oh, they did sue them yeah, already? Yeah, that's yeah. why this is a story in the first place. Oh, because I, yep. I, I, that must have been at the very top. Because I'm fascinated by this story because you know these little kids were making it up as they went along. Yeah, it says they're filing a lawsuit. Yeah, filing a lawsuit. Airline. You're right. It's the first line of the story. Yeah. They are filing a lawsuit. Now, what are they going to sue them for, and how are they going to prove that the kids didn't have a good place to sleep if they did have a place to sleep on a couch? I, I really kind of doubt that an airline would leave a 12- and 10-year-old unguarded. I, I don't yeah. know that that would happen. What do you think? Right, especially if they're a part of the unaccompanied minors program. So yeah, they're, right. Like they're not, the last thing they want is now all of a sudden a service that everybody uses for the most, or not everybody uses, but a lot of people will use. If they lost a kid, that's worse than putting them in this quote-unquote jail cell. Right. It, yeah. I don't know. Probably well, nothing to see here. This is like everything else. Everything, and I mean everything now, is about money. Yeah. It's just getting really disgusting. I don't care what you're doing, where you're going, what you're up to. It's always about money. And... They, it feels like the article went above and beyond. It was a horrifying situation. Horrifying, a jail cell. Like, you could just say, I know. hey, they put him in some dingy broom closet. I'd be more likely to believe your story and sympathize with you instead of you trying to use shock and awe to get There was blood on the walls. Right. Like, blood it was. Walls, man. You thought they were locked up in some foreign third country <clears throat> prison cell. All right, we got to take a break here in a couple of minutes. The Eagles are at XL Energy Center on their farewell tour on Saturday, November 18th. You can see them with me in my suite. Do you want to just go to Tom Bernard app uh, or the website at TomBernardShow.com. Listen for your name to be announced each day at 810, 910, and 1010. Email us back by midnight at contest at TomBernardShow.com, and you will win. That's 8, 9, 810, 910, and 1010. Uh, today's qualifier uh, to, for the See the Eagles with me in my suite is John O'Byrne of Richmond, Minnesota. That's John O'Byrne. Email us by midnight tonight at contests at TomBernardShow.com. Uh, by the way, congratulations to Monday's winner, Todd O'Connor, who emailed us back. He and his guests will join me in my suite to see the Eagles on November 18th. John O'Byrne of Richmond, Minnesota. Email us by midnight tonight at contests at TomBernardShow.com, and we'll see you in the suite. Coming up on the, what is it, the 18th? 18th. It is the 18th. We shall take a break. Be right back. Kenneth Womack will join us. Living the Beatles legend, the untold story of Mal Evans. Now, I've never heard of Mal Evans, and I worked at Capitol Records. I can't wait to hear about it for the first time. It's ought to be interesting. We shall be right back. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. 
I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here, and I just read a success story from MN Fat Loss client Elizabeth, who just completed the program. Elizabeth writes, I'm a 54-year-old woman who has struggled with losing weight. I had almost constant heartburn, trouble sleeping, brain fog. I tried counting calories, eating bars and shakes, and several other programs in which I would lose 5 to 10 pounds after months of struggling. After 60 days of the MN Fat Loss program, I was down 25 pounds. MN Fat Loss had really empowered me to believe that I can control my eating and my weight without having to sacrifice foods that I like. If you're thinking about finally committing to improving your health, this is the time to start. You won't regret your investment in yourself. It's so easy to see if MN Fat Loss is a good fit for you. They offer a free phone consultation to learn about the program. They also have virtual options to help you if you live far away, which I think is a brilliant idea. To schedule that free phone consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted wait. That's www.mnfatloss.com. I cannot wait to hear about your success story, and please let them know that Tom sent you. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them, or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with The Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. 
We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Very special guest joining us. Uh, Malcolm Evans, the Beatles' longtime roadie personal assistant and devoted friend, was an invaluable member of the band's inner circle, but his life and untimely death have always been shrouded in mystery. Kenneth Womack is here to talk with us about it. Uh, as a matter of fact, the uh, Living the Beatles legend, the untold story of Mal Evans' release date will be a week from today, as a matter of fact. Kenneth, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing great, and... It's uh, interesting to be able to talk to you in the same week in which we've been revisited by Beatlemania. We have been revisited by Beatlemania. And one thing, Kenneth, <laughs> I love is I actually worked at Capitol Records uh, from 1977 to 1982, and I don't know the Mal Evans story. This, uh, this is fascinating. I oh thought, I knew, I thought I, I knew everything you, about it. I bet you I talked to several of your colleagues um, who worked there uh, during that period because, of course, Mal would come quite regularly out to the, the Capitol Tower and check in with uh, the folks on various floors. One time he actually brought the Beatles with him, the three that he was working with, of course, and uh, at the time, and, and people were pretty blown away when they started walking the floors. I would imagine that's probably, well, that building is legendary, and I'm not, I know you only have seven minutes, so I'm not going to take up a lot of time, but <laughs> Studio A in the Capitol Records Tower uh, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, the Beatles. I mean, you go down the list of people that have been in that room, you would be overwhelmed. It's a beautiful area. Yeah. Amazing. And being renovated now, I understand. Oh, is it? Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're uh, you know, they're going in and, and uh, spiffing it up so it has a long future. So what is the story? The untimely death has always been shrouded in mystery. What's that all about, Kenneth? Mal was, uh, you know, this essential cog in the Beatles' uh, machine. He was probably spent more hours with them than anyone um, and, uh, you know, saw them through all those world tours and uh, the studio years, you know. He was essential. Everybody needs a Mal, you know, a guy who's your fixer, who can help you get things done, and uh, that, was, that was his role, you know, to make sure that the Beatles had everything they need so that they could go out and do all that great work that, clearly is still resounding this week <laughs> and uh you know that was uh, that was his job so um but what did happen is mal sort of left the story early in january 1976 he was killed by the la police and uh that's what created this kind of shroud of mystery um about him and uh we're only just now understanding what really happened um it also occasioned the loss of all of the materials that he'd collected over the years which um Thanks to an enterprising uh, temporary worker, were saved in 1988 from the trash heap, and so uh, thanks to those materials, I was able to finally tell Mal's story. What a story it is for decades! His diaries, manuscripts, and vast collection of memorabilia was missing, seemingly lost forever. How was it found, Kenneth? Well, they, uh, Grosset and Dunlap was was uh, Mal's publisher, and they had been purchased by Putnam's during that period oh. in the 80s, and I guess it's still going on when. You know, each publishing company was cannibalizing the others. And um, uh, they were cleaning out what they called the storage room, which was really the basement of uh, the New York's Life Building and um, in Midtown. And uh, this temporary worker was hired. She was an artist in her 40s to come in and do this work. And she found this stuff and said, oh, my God, Beatles stuff. <laughs> You're not really throwing this away, are you? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, well, they were, and um, she kind of had to fight for it a little bit. You know, they people just wanted to get on with the business of cleaning this place up, and 
and you know getting on to the next thing and it was really uh this woman who said you know we nope this this is not going to stand we got to do something here and uh finally took matters in her own hands and uh marched uptown to the Dakota and left a note for Yoko, who took things over, and here we are with all of this great material. I mean, Yoko really is our unsung hero. She's the one who made sure that uh, they moved really precipitously and were able to bring all of these materials back to Mal's family where they belonged. Kenneth, when did you start writing the book? (laughs) I started... Right about the beginning of uh, COVID, actually, Gary Evans got in touch with me and he said, okay. you want to tell my dad's story? And I said, well, you know, I'm going to, of course, I'll do this. Gary's wonderful. And, you know, how do you say no to something like that? It was when he sent me the material that I thought, wow, this is, this is bigger than I thought. When I saw those diaries and photographs, et cetera, um, it completely changed the nature of, of my approach. Because three years ago, you take this, they take on this task having no idea that just a couple of weeks before the book comes out, the Beatles release yet another song. That's amazing. Yeah, we really did not have the first clue about that. If we did, we would have been building all of this very carefully, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, And I'm just glad for the folks at uh, at Apple Corps, you know, they... They really wanted to tell this story and, and get a great audience for it, and they clearly have done that. <laughs> no, there's no question about it. And I will tell you this, Kenneth, and, and, and I sat down when they first played the, uh, the well, there's a new video that goes along with the song now and then. And I sat down, and i got to be honest with you, I did tear up a little bit because I missed the boys. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, we've never mourned. Um, right. You know what happened so horribly 30, but 43 years ago next month. And uh, this is kind of putting a, a period at the end of that, you know, because so much was destroyed by those bullets way back when. And, and mm-hmm. the killer, of course, um, you know, all those friendships were severed. And it, it does feel like we finally reached a, a kind of fruition, uh, you know, with the te- with John Lennon's terrible loss and what was really the end of the Beatles in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah, there's no question about it. George then gets sick and the, the whole situation. It just, But I, I will tell you, we were discussing when I saw you were going to be on this morning, I remember being 11 years old and my friend Kenny Anderson and I were at Cleveland Park in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, swinging on the swing, singing Twist and Shout because the, the Beatles version is the first time I'd ever heard that song. And where I, I, that is one of my favorite. I was 11 years old singing that song. God, it was fun. The Beatles made my life a ball from the time I was about, well, 11 to now. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the, my favorite quote easily about the band is Kurt Vonnegut, who said that the Beatles make him enjoy life even more. Yeah. There's no question about it. And when I heard now and then, I, it just, it made me happy. The way they just superimposed. John and George on the video, because there's a video that goes with the song. I hope people do know that, and they should definitely see the video. It's terrific. Oh, right. It really brings the whole business to life. I know you got to go, Kenneth, so I'll close with this. Do you ever meet Bruce Wendell, who is the vice president of programming and promotion for Capitol Records? I don't think I have. Bruce was a nice boy from Philadelphia. I loved working for him and with him. He calls me one time, I'm about a month in, I'm about a month into work in the central part of the United States promoting for Capitol Records. He calls me, he goes, hey, Tommy, let me ask you a question. So yeah, Bruce, what's up? He goes, actually, I don't want to ask you a question. I got to tell you something. 
you've only been with us about a month, but would you please stop threatening people? I'm like, I'm not threatening anybody, Bruce. What are you talking about? He goes, yeah, yeah, whatever, and hangs up. <laughs> I will never forget that. He thought I was a little too pushy moving the, the music forward. But, Kenneth, you got to go on tour. you got to come to town and come in studio. I would love to sit across the table from you. Oh, that would be fantastic. Um, let's make that happen. You're a good man. Thank you, Kenneth. Oh, thank you. Living the Beatles legend, the untold story of Mal Evans. See, I had no idea this guy had been killed by the police. Did you have any idea this had happened? No, not not at all. <clears throat> like Just the fact that this whole thing came to fruition because <clears throat> they were throwing out just boxes full of old Beatles stuff and somebody had to step in and say, hey, wait, no, let's save this and tell this story is incredible. You know how big the Beatles were? So back in oh, ni- yeah. 1977, so... They hadn't been around. I mean, still releasing music and all the rest of it, no question about it. But uh, WESL in East St. Louis, because I did the central part of the United States. Weasel Radio, what do you think of that? Was an R&B station in East St. Louis. East St. Louis is, uh, let me say, it's a bit more urban than St. Louis is. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah. So I go in (laughs) my first appearance, and I sit down and say, hey, you know, I I won't say his name, but hey, Jimmy, I'll say was his Mm -hmm. name, right? How's it been going? Everything good? And he goes, hey, Tommy, I need some help from you. And I said, yeah. So I've been trying to do this promotion for a long time, but your people at Capitol Records won't do it with me. And, you know, you seem like the kind of guy I could deal with, so I'd like to set up a promotion with you. I said, okay. You want to, like, you know, bring in a couple of R&B acts or whatever? And he goes, no, 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 that's not it. I just want to give away uh, a, a record collection. I said, well, yeah, I shouldn't have any problem with that whatsoever. So this is an R&B station, WESL in East St. Louis. You know what he wanted to do uh, uh, as a promotion? What's that? Give away the entire 42-record Beatle collection. I'm like, <coughs> let me think this through. You're an R&B station. Now let me guess. Because back then when you gave somebody an album, if it was a promotional album, it said right on the album for promotional purposes only. Correct. It said it right on the album. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Tommy, one thing i got to ask you, though, because I don't want them besmirched and all that stuff. I said, what do you mean besmirched? He goes, yeah, I don't want that, that notification that is for promotion use only. <laughs> so he was trying to make a little money, it sounded like yep. to me. Because, <laughs> I mean, 42 albums, even back in the day, what are they, 10 bucks, 15 bucks, whatever they were. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. But that's a nice pile of money. A little bit. Right. In 42, that's a lot to give away. (laughs) (laughs) That's like multiple trips to and from the state. Yes, that's exactly. You guys ever been in East St. Louis? I've Uh, driven through, but not stopped or anything like that. Oh, even you didn't stop. I mean, not because I thought it was dangerous or anything like that. I just wasn't going to stop in St. Louis, period. I love St. Louis. It's a, no, it's a fine place. I just wasn't. It was a passing through moment. It wasn't. We didn't have time to stop. We we're going. All right. Well, that's fine. I mean, you, know, you can just ruin everything for me by besmirching St. Louis. Great ribs, though, from what I hear. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Unbelievable. And there's, of course, <clears throat> uh, it was actually called this. So don't call and get mad at Uncle Tommy, reminding you that I, I grew up a nice Catholic boy. There used to be a hill in St. Louis. Well, the hill's still there. It used to be a hill, but it used to be called something. I think I remember this. Do you remember what it was called? It wasn't called Jew Hill, was it? Nope. You're close, though. Because that's what I thought it was. It was called Dago Hill. There we go. (laughs) 
You know who grew up there? Yogi Berra. That's pretty good, huh? Wow. Yogi Berra grew up on Dago Hill in St. Louis, Missouri. I, no, I do. I love that. Have you ever been to Tony's in St. Louis? No. One of the great steakhouses in the America. You have to go up a flight of stairs for the good seating. Mm-hmm. And the host walks up backwards so we can make eye contact with you the whole time. I would be creeped out. But yeah. <laughs> that Turn seems around. excessive. Turn around. Like, what are you doing? We don't, what are you, a campus, like a college campus tour guide here? Right. He, he or you being can, polite. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm still going to tip the 20% whether or not you make eye contact going up the stairs. I suppose. I'm sure there's some historical reference or what reason why they do it but yeah we can skip all the theatrics i'm just here to get this steak Wait, you guys are so negative bring just... me my slab of meat and let me eat in peace mm-hmm. who is the one i cannot remember was a program director in town i can't remember who she it was a woman actually and and some of her people were saying some stuff on the air she thought was just not pleasant at all okay mm-hmm. and she sits down and says okay we need to address this why all the negativity? <laughs> the negativity. Right, why don't we schedule another meeting and we try this again? <laughs> why don't you get like a thesaurus or something and look it through and then get back to me? <laughs> negativity. What do you think of that? Yeah. That's a good title, isn't yeah. it? Words are hard sometimes. Yeah. Words can be hard. Um, okay, so we can move along now? Sure. Yeah, I, just wanted, I thought that he was great. Uh, we yeah. didn't have enough time with him, unfortunately. He was going to originally be on it uh, for 15 minutes, but then he booked something at 30. Yeah, I would assume he had something that came up last minute. Yeah, a little, little scheduling altercation with uh, on, on their end, so they had to... Oh, was it? They, yeah, they had to just... Mm-hmm. Had, it had to be a hard 9.30, unfortunately. What the hell yeah. lame outfit was he talking to? Right. No regard for <clears throat> our feelings. You know, it's so funny, and I won't say who it is because I don't want to insult the person or whatever, so it could have been one of... 40 radio stations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm driving in, and I just tune around once in a while, see what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy plays a song by the Electric Light Orchestra. And at the, song, the end of the song, the song fades out, and he goes, ELO! It's like, why would you do that? People find the need to be extra on the radio. Like, I got to have my one catchy catchphrase that's going to catch on. Yeah, like, it's just... Zazmatazz. Right. Zazmatazz. That's a good way to put it. That's what we're going to start doing. So, yeah, ELO. And the other one I love is, thanks for listening. Tell hi to your mom for me. Like, what? I didn't know Mark Wahlberg was on a radio show. Mark Wahlberg does that? Oh, that's like his, that's like the generic thing where, you know. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. There's an old, uh, it's not old, but for me it's older, but it's a SNL sketch where he. Oh, do you see that he looks at me and goes, well, for me it's old. For young people it's. Well, I'm just saying, what, you turned what, 45 today, Tom? Yeah. No, it's my IQ is 45. In in AJ's defense, I do catch myself going like, oh yeah, old music and thinking it's the 60s or 70s. Like, yeah, okay, nope, now like 90s is more Soldier old. Boy is now yeah, old. Soldier Boy is old, yeah. Soldier but, uh, Boy, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, no, Mark Wahlberg, they made fun of him. Andy Samberg did a whole thing where he's, you know, uh, you know, hey, Amy Poehler, how you doing? Well, hey, hey you look good. Say so how to your mother for me. But then they had Mark Wahlberg come on the next week because he was the host, and he did like redid the same thing, and they made a, j- a joke of it like nonchalantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's just like, a running joke in the Mark Wahlberg community now where it's just like, say, say hello to your mother for me. Yeah. Say hello to your mother for me. I love that. Uh, I think the Wahlbergs are pretty good, don't you think? 
they're interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good yeah. way to put it. They're the, interesting people. Yeah. I mean, Donnie's got his uh, new kids on the block, and then he, he actually is a surprisingly good actor. He was in, yeah, Band, he, of, he was in Band of Brothers, and I love that show. Yeah, I, I agree. They are a couple of them are pretty good actors anyway, yeah. don't you think? And then yeah. they got their burger stuff now, and you know, hey, yeah, all burgers. burgers. They're all we doing something. Here? Yeah, I thought we had one. Is there one in the Mall of America? I think there's one there. There's one like in a high V where I, like near my house. Okay. So like, there. I thought they were nicer establishments, but maybe not. Are they? Because I, I think they're similar to Shake Shack. Oh, okay. Is that what, is that kind of what it is? Okay. I believe that's like the kind of the quality burger it is. I've heard very mixed reviews. <clears throat> oh, have you really? Yeah. I've never had one, so I, I can't tell you. I, I just, if anybody has who is listening, email in and let us know your thoughts. i got to be honest with you, and it might be you know, my, my advanced years or whatever, but a hamburger is a hamburger. Oh, you're that's <laughs> you'd have to really mess up a hamburger that's for me to not like. Blasphemous. I feel that. Oh, you're love. saying okay. You're saying you like in a good okay, way. In a okay. good way. Okay. See, you're so negative. I got, I got a, you people. offended for a second. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, look Tom. At me, look at me next time you say that. Because yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. uh, there are so many high quality burgers in Minneapolis. Are they like oh, where? Where's your favorite? Well, my favorite is probably Parlor Bar. Parlor? It's just a where's that? Parlor Bar. It's downtown um, in uh-huh. North Loop, okay. in the basement of like Borough. It sounds like a basement dingy, but it's like a very no, nice yeah. establishment. Really? It's called Parlor Bar. Parlor Bar. It gets, you get the Parlor Burger. You get the fries with the little garlic aioli. Mm. 10 out of 10. It's a smash really? burger. It doesn't have all the extra stuff on it. It's just regular Yeah, I don't cheese. like all the regular stuff. All that extra stuff. They have their little house is. sauce, and it is by far the best burger you can get. I got one to go once, and it tasted just as good as eating it fresh. Like, it is 10 out of 10. I... There's Val's in St. Cloud, which is like, that's an all-timer. Oh, really? Me. But there's one place that I haven't been in like a decade. It's I want to say it's in Shakopee. It's called the Lion's Tap. Yes, Lion's oh, Tap I is love another Lions. one that's yeah. that very is, good. Like in my mind, yep. I had that when I was a kid. In my mind, that is like the creme de la creme. I just haven't had it in so long, but I got to get back. Yeah, and it, and it holds yep. up. There's there's a lot of places mm-hmm. like that that are, are great. Steel and Hops, which we've talked about yep. before, is great. Um, there's the Nook, obviously. In oh, I love Paul. the Nook. That place is amazing. What does their T-shirt say? I don't remember. Phenomenal. The Nook, St. Paul. It's right in the Cretan Durham Hall there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still wear them or not, but they used to wear T-shirts that said, Meat is murder. Tasty, tasty murder. They do still wear those shirts. <laughs> I love that. I'm sure them and Peter get along just fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. When my kids were, Alex was going to St. Catharines and Andy was going to St. Thomas. By the way, I may have brought this up before, but I don't know if I did or not. Do you think there's any other kids in the world that went to college at their father and mother's name schools? St. Thomas and St. Catherine. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a, weird. That's a coincidence. I never even thought of that until about six months ago, but... Huh. Yeah, so we used to go over there. They lived over uh, over between the two schools. And so we used to go to the Nook all the time. And that place, whew, there's a bowling alley downstairs too, isn't there? There yep. was. Yeah, there's a bowling alley downstairs. Oh. And then upstairs is just kind of their normal bar, restaurant area. So I went to the Nook many, many years ago. It's probably 20 years ago. Maybe I'm just guessing at that. I went and had a hamburger at the Nook. Loved it. Murder, tasty, tasty murder. Went down the bowling alley, and there's Governor Tim Pawlenty bowling. There you go. <laughs> there's a St. Paul boy for you <laughs> right there. I guess South St. Paul in his case. He's from yeah. South St. Paul. But, yeah, so the best burger in town, he says, is the parlor bar. 
for my money, Parlor Bar. And give it I would a whirl. say it's probably not even close. Darren writes in and he said he thinks Wahlburgers is really good, but he also said they have the best chili that he's ever had at a restaurant. At Wahlburgers? That's what he, that's what Darren I'll have says. to give it a whirl, man, because I love chili. But but I will say, if you f up chili, it's really bad. That's yeah. Like it's I feel true. like the opposite end of that is like a chicken sandwich. If I go to a place and I don't see anything on the menu, but there's a chicken sandwich, mm-hmm. it's really hard to mess that up. But yeah, you're, like, mm-hmm. you're, you're right, chili. It's like if it's bad. It's inedible. It's inedible. You're yeah. right. No, good chili. So we have to, have to try their chili. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I wouldn't think maybe they do like special chili fries and they can throw it on a burger. Or something. Like that's weird. The other burger place I know that does chili is Wendy's, but I would yeah. assume like people found a finger in there once. So yeah, I don't need that. I don't need to bite into your <laughs> fingernail while I'm having a little chili. That would not be. Does Wal- do Wahlburgers have drive-throughs or they all walk up? I think they're a walk-up. I think so. Yeah. I think that is right. Or a couple of them. There's not a lo- all, but there's a couple of them. Dennis is saying Matt's, which is the home of the Juicy Lucy. Oh, yeah. oh Matt's, Matt's is fantastic. And then 5'8", Bar in Bloomington as well. Are there's, you yep. are you a 5'8", or, uh, or a Matt's believer for who actually has the original Juicy Lucy? That, I mean... Or do you not care? I, I think I prefer 5'8". Over Matt's bar, me really? too personally. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. But I'm reading at five eight. Believe Matt's is the first one. Like if anybody, it was, yeah, anytime okay. anybody comes into town, I'm like, yeah, that's the original okay. Juicy Lucy. You know what's weird? What's that? As I looked over your shoulder and there was movement over your shoulder, I'm like, what the hell's that? And I, re- <laughs> I didn't realize it's already quarter to ten. Forgot this show is flying we are by. Flying by. See, you just get rid of Brittany for a day and everything lightens up. It's magnificent. Best present she could have ever given you for your birthday. Her <laughs> Not absence. showing up. Her absence. Yeah, it's so great. My family just adores her. Don't tell her this, but they love her. I do, too. I've known her since she was 18, 17 years old, I think she was, before she won the service. But she's such a pain in the ass. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Let's put it that way, right? Uh, these... Well, should I go to break? I, I probably should go to break before I do another story, I would imagine, right? Yeah, might as well. Yeah, it's your show. You're driving the bus. Whatever you want to do. Ah, oh, don't give me that BS. Don't well, try yeah. handing me that action. Plus, it's your birthday. How am I going to tell you? You know. ELO. Actually, it was the Beatles. But anyway, we will be right back right after this. So these eight lifestyle changes can add six years to your life. Any guesses of what one might be? Drinking more water. Oh, I like that's a good yeah, guess. More, I bet. more water, probably more sleep. Mm-hmm. More, gonna, okay, we're going to more water, more sleep. Yeah. Okay. Working we'll be, out crazily. Yep. I bet you that helps. <laughs> I would imagine that's probably good. Yeah. That's a good idea. I hope there's. I hope there's like a surprising one. Like yeah, you know, there will be one that's like a glass of wine every day. Oh. I'll start doing that again. I'll go edit the story, and uh, you need extra caffeine, extra diet yeah. Pepsi <laughs> yeah, for your sake. I have a question though. Yeah. So if. If I went back to drinking one glass of wine a day, can I use a 64-ounce glass? Right. That's the other thing. How big is this glass? Are we talking about a standard right. pour? We've got a fishbowl. <laughs> We'd have to figure that out. We will be right back with these eight lifestyle changes. Can add six years of your life right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Tom here, and I just read a success story from MN Fat Loss client Elizabeth, who just completed the program. Elizabeth writes, I'm a 54-year-old woman who has struggled with losing weight. I had almost constant heartburn, trouble sleeping, brain fog. 
I tried counting calories, eating bars and shakes, and several other programs in which I would lose 5 to 10 pounds after months of struggling. After 60 days of the MN Fat Loss Program, I was down 25 pounds. MN Fat Loss had really empowered me to believe that I can control my eating and my weight without having to sacrifice foods that I like. If you're thinking about finally committing to improving your health, this is the time to start. You won't regret your investment in yourself. It's so easy to see if MN Fat Loss is a good fit for you. They offer a free phone consultation to learn about the program. They also have virtual options to help you if you live far away, which I think is a brilliant idea. To schedule that free phone consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted weight. That's www.mnfatloss.com. I cannot wait to hear about your success story, and please let them know that Tom sent you. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so he made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale. And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, box. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com.